Welcome to the Career Thrivers Podcast, where we're not just barely surviving in our careers, but we are boldly thriving as leaders. I'm your host, Brittany N. Cole, keynote speaker, author, CEO, and your partner in growth. I've spent over the past decade teaching leaders to develop, retain, and advance in their career and with their workforce. And today, I'm here to guide you on your journey. Here at Career Thrivers, we believe that every experience is an opportunity for continuous improvement. And guess what? You're in the driver's seat of that growth. You're the master of your destiny and the architect of your own success. So whether you're a business leader or a career professional, you are in the right place. Are you ready for this? I'm so excited to be here with you. This season, we're gonna be exploring this theme of owning your power. And I firmly believe in the value of ownership and owning your power, not only in your career, but also in your life. We'll delve into thought-provoking discussions, learn from industry leaders, and equip ourselves with the tools and strategies to thrive in our careers. So buckle up, Thrivers, as we gear up to take your leadership skills to the next level. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Thrivers Podcast. You are in for a treat. If you are listening in today, we are on with the network queen, the networking queen, Tony Harris-Taylor. Let me tell you a little bit about this incredible guest that you're about to learn some of the best, most practical tactics and strategies that will feel authentic to you to help you get out of your head and get to networking. So Tony is an award-winning franchise owner of Network in Action Global Partners. Network in Action Global Partners is an international community of business owners who have come together to really mastermind, to grow their businesses, to bring warm referrals to one another, and to really build a supportive community. Now, Tony lives by this mantra, and you're going to hear it, of being drastic. Yes, you heard that right, of being drastic. In her business, Drastic Results Marketing and Sales Coaching, she helps her clients learn the strategies to get known, get connected, and get paid to make six figures and beyond. Tony is an intercontinental speaker, an eight-time author, and most recently, her collaboration project, Viral Networking for Drastic Results, achieved Amazon International best-selling status in the sales and marketing category. Tony is a videocast, talk show host, philanthropist, and has won several awards for her work, including NIA's first Rookie of the Year in 2019, Brand Ambassador in 2021, and Community Service in 2022. I love it when you have that consecutive year of results. <laughs> Tony was awarded the 2022 Power Networker of the Year Award by Dr. George C. Frazier, proving that Tony knows a thing or two about networking. And she is here today to bring you up to speed. So welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you so much, Brittany. I am very excited to be here. Thank you for recognizing that people need networking for their careers to thrive. And so I can't wait to get into the conversation. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, and I know that you know this as an expert in this space, networking is probably the number one reason why my business exists today. <laughs> I say that because when we think about 
you know, the, the community that we serve women and black professionals inside of corporate organizations, usually that feeling of stagnation or that feeling of, you know, not getting promoted or even that feeling of, I think I may want to start a business. What does this look like? Yeah. Really at the center of that is a need to get better at networking. So let's just kind of kick off. I shared your bio, but tell us a little bit about your journey and how networking has played a vital role in your career growth. Like you, everything I have and am is because of networking. And I didn't really know how to label it until really maybe four or five years ago when Network and Action came into my life. I'm like, oh yeah, everything I've ever accomplished came because of relationships. You know, even when I was in corporate, and we'll talk about that as well. So I'm an advocate, a big advocate for people learning how to build those relationships and those connections that will take their life, their business, their career to the next level. And what I find is so many people, and I know you know this, so many people get in their head about it and then they stagnate their growth because they're thinking too much. So (laughs) I'm hoping to unravel their thinking and put them into action around networking and being drastic. Listen, I don't care what you want. If you want a successful business, you want a successful career, you want a promotion, you got to get drastic. And we've never really labeled it that, but that's exactly what we have to do. If we got to get out of our comfort zone, we got to get drastic. And so I'm looking forward to having this conversation. And I just want the audience as they listen to be committed to taking drastic action when they're done. That is fantastic. And you hit the nail on the head because it absolutely starts in our mind first. Like this is all about mindset. So talk to us a little bit about this idea of drastic results. Like what does that mean? I think when most people hear that word, they probably have a negative connotation. What do you Mm -hmm. mean when you say get drastic? So yeah, most people, when they are ready to get drastic, they're at the end of their road. And they're feeling like it's drastic or die, right? But the truth is this. If you're ready for a promotion, you're probably at the end of your rope where you are. And so you got to get drastic or quit. (laughs) So when I started looking at the word, the definition says extreme or radical in order to foster change. And that's what, if you want something different, you've got to get in your, whatever your extreme or your radical is. Now, my extreme and radical or drastic is mine, but you know, it is, it usually does have a negative connotation, but you know, drastic also is a very positive word because it is a movement towards something different than what you have today. Yeah, well, well, speaking of that, I want you to kind of talk to us about a time when you had to take a a drastic move in your career and how maybe a connection that you have today really helped you in that transition. I know a lot of our listeners are in a phase of transition in their career. They're looking for that next opportunity or maybe even that next employer. Tell us a story about a connection that you made and how it helped you to make that drastic transition. Wow. I have so many 
And I spent 14 years in financial services. And when I entered financial services, I was a computer trainer. That was my business, computer software training. And because I was an excellent trainer, I got sweet talked into being coming a financial advisor and moving from Houston to Florida to take that drastic step. At that time, I didn't recognize the word drastic, but it was very drastic. I had no sales experience. I had no financial experience. I had no degree. Now, I'm a brown girl entering a white man's world, recruited by white men. Why? Because they liked me. They liked my energy. And today, this is uh, 20. Four years later, the number one compliment I get is I love your energy. So they they saw something in me to bring me to Florida. And this was corporate because I was actually it was an insurance company. And again, I didn't have any of the qualifications, but because they liked me, they opened the door for me. It was not an easy journey, but I that was my realization when i look back that relationships were everything now i when i got there everything they had promised me Brittany, when they recruited me did not exist for me now keep in mind i brought my young family sold my house in houston moved to florida put a contract on a new house 10 days in everything i i was promised didn't exist this was June of 2000 when the stock market had just plummeted and continued to plummet for three years. And when I got there 10 days in and realized I had been lied to, I had an option. I could bring the sister AH out on them, complain to HR and go back and try to get back to Houston or I could stay, build a connection, and be able to take it forward. And that's what I chose to do. Now, I'm going to, I'm being 100% transparent. These were white men that brought me to Florida. And this, this rug was pulled out from under me. So I, I realized I had something of value to give to them in exchange for their value of teaching me the business. See, they met me doing computers. And at this time, this is when laptops were first issued. These, these were financial guys. They ain't know nothing about computers. So I leveraged the relationship by teaching them computer stuff. And they leveraged my relationship by teaching me the financial side of the business. And when I look back on that, it could have so went a different way, but because I was willing to give something in exchange for receiving something, it became a win-win. I ended up becoming those guys' managers. Actually, they promoted me, still no degree. They promoted me to management because I kept showing up in a way that they they saw something in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I believe you hit the nail on the head, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, this exchange 
that happens with networking. And so I kind of want to lean into that and maybe tailor this conversation a little bit more to those who identify as introverts. Now, I know we've had some conversations about this in other settings, but I believe it's important to talk about because a lot of people lean on that. They say, hey, you know what, Brittany, Tony, I hear you give, receive, leverage the opportunity, but I'm an introvert. I'm shy. What would you say to those people who identify as being an introvert or shy in terms of how they can really leverage the power of networking? I guess the question becomes, are you going to let all the extroverts make the money? I mean, really, because that's what I hear is I'm so it becomes down to and I, I know I'm stepping on some toes here, listeners. Let me let me say it this way. Miss Beyonce, who we all know, and everybody got an opinion about her, but nobody can deny that she is bad to the bone when it comes to putting on a show. Miss Beyonce, though, is very demure, very soft-spoken. You ever see her in her interview? Almost, almost shy-like. But when she has a mission, She's on stage. She flips the proverbial switch and turns into something in somebody else. So you have to, I have lots of self-proclaimed introverts in my network who have become situational extroverts, meaning that they have to get, they get out of their own way, get out of their shell for the situation and by admission, when it's over, when the situation is over, a networking event or what have you, they have to retreat and recharge. And that's perfectly fine. But I don't want people to use shyness and introvertness as an excuse to not show up. And that's what ends up happening. And then then you're mad because everybody getting promoted around you, even though you yeah. might be more qualified. Yeah, that's so. I'm, that is so I'm true. And I, my tea, in case y'all didn't. Uh, <laughs> yes, if you if you are listening in on the podcast and you can't see Tony, uh, she just took a sip of her tea on that, and I think that's a good place to put a period. <laughs> I'll also add that I do recognize and acknowledge that introversion and shyness are not one and the same, right? So some of the best salespeople, um, and I would fall into this category, are introverts, just meaning like you recharge alone. You don't mind uh, yeah. the, 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 the solace or even sometimes the, the sacredness of, you know, stillness and being by yourself. And so uh, those two things can coexist. But I love that situational extroversion, as you put it, of like, okay, I'm in an environment where I need to turn it on, need to um, not take a pass, you know, on the dinner after the meeting. I actually need to go to the networking event. I need to show up to the meet and greets to leverage these opportunities. So talk to us a little bit about what do you see as an expert in this space as some of the common mistakes that people make when it comes to networking or just building relationships, as I like to think of it. Show up, be up, follow up to blow up. That's my formula for networking success. Show up, be up, follow up to blow up. So the opposite is the mistake. So number one, people don't show up. Like you said, they don't go to the dinner after the event where you require to go to the meeting, but then, 
you know, when people disperse, you go back to your room or you go home and really the deals are done after the events, after the meetings. And I, you know what, uh, let's pause here. I got to talk myself into showing up too. And I teach this stuff. I stop short of saying I'm an introvert, but I definitely sometimes don't want to be bothered with humans. <laughs> so I absolutely have to talk myself into showing up as well, especially after the meeting, the bar mm -hmm. scene, the dinner, the, the dinner scene, etc. So I get it, but I know that if I want more, I got to be in the room, taking a room a line from Hamilton, got to be in the room where it happens. Otherwise, the people who are in the room where it happens will get noticed and recognized. And then you pissed off because they showed up and you didn't. Yeah. So number one mistake is people don't show up. The second thing is they don't they don't be up. What do I mean? They don't speak up. They got something to add to the conversation, but they shrink back. They don't add value. They just kind of are there, but not. And you go unnoticed. You're not recognized. And again, the person who's speaking up, contributing to the conversation, giving ideas, even if they aren't perfect ideas, their voice is being heard. And when you are not being up, you're not being heard, people forget about you. And it's not their fault. It's your fault. So, um, and then the third thing is, and the most important one is they're not following up. Not following up. So you plant a seed. In the career setting, you're like, oh, I might be interested in that position. Or I might be interested in moving to that department. But you make no other efforts but mentioning it. And then when somebody else gets the promotion or somebody else gets called, you're upset. And it's like, I said I was interested, but did you follow up? Did you replant a seed? So networking is just like planting a seed. And then the being up and following up is your water and your fertilizer. It's not going to grow unless you tend to it. And so um, those are the top three mistakes I see people not showing up, not being up and not following. That is such a powerful analogy. And I want to lean into the follow-up a little bit because I think so often when people think about networking, they think about that first meetup, that event, the you know dinner after the meeting. But then when it comes to actually cultivating the relationship, that's where it falls off. And I would say for most leaders, whether you are a business leader inside of an organization or you're building your own company, for many of us, it's not necessarily that we need to make new connections, but sometimes the money, if you will, the deal is in the connections that we already have. We just aren't cultivating them. Hey Thriver, have you ever had that feeling like you're doing all of the things, but you're still in the same place? If you're ready to unleash your full potential and to move beyond feeling stuck, stagnant, overlooked, and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. I have an exciting tool for you called the Own Your Power Checklist, and it's the ultimate guide to helping you to own your personal power to thrive as a leader. 
Now this checklist is gonna help you to do four things. Number one, it's gonna help you to own your unique personal power and to really weld it. It's gonna help you to embrace your authenticity, to develop self-awareness, to take ownership and hold yourself accountable. And then lastly, how to trust your instincts and turn those obstacles into opportunities. I'm so excited for you to cultivate an authentic personal brand and remain resilient without it costing you your well-being. Why? Well, because now is the time. Now is the time for you to move beyond the barriers and to create new opportunities. Now is the time for you to stop being passed over and to start being recommended in rooms that you're not even in. Now is the time for you to stop feeling stuck and stagnant and to align your strengths to accelerate your growth. Now is the time for you to step into the leader that you were always meant to be. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Click the link to download the Own Your Power checklist now. Take the next step towards owning your personal power and thriving as a leader. Get your checklist today at careerthrivers.com forward slash podcast. It's your time to thrive. What tips would you share with us on what that follow-up actually looks like? How can we build the relationships that we already have? Social media is a good start. LinkedIn, I know you get a lot of business from LinkedIn. LinkedIn is, I did training on LinkedIn this morning. If you want to be recognized for your expertise, LinkedIn, you got to show up. You got to post. You got to have an attractive profile. You've got, you know, I'm not going to teach LinkedIn here, but I'll just say this word about it and then I'll uh, add a few more tips. Link social media is your opportunity to be attractive online. We comb our hair, we put jewelry on, we dress the part in person, but then we're lazy on our LinkedIn profile. We don't fill out the blanks. We put CEO and founder in the headline. That's so nobody cares. Tell me something about who you are and what you do and your passion. Your summary is, oh my gosh, I could teach a class on this, but it's about being attractive. And so social media is your way to cultivate, continue to cultivate relationships after the initial meeting. How else do you do it? I know of an event. I know of a conference. I think Brittany would be great there. Brittany, why don't you come to this conference with me? Why don't you go to this luncheon with me? Let's go and meet some new people for each other. We Would you like to meet? Let's ride together, right? So then that cultivates a relationship. I think about you. I think about an opportunity for you. Brittany, I know somebody you need to meet. I just met, and I'm good at this. I already connected you with people, right? This is what I do for a living. And it comes from active listening. So I'm listening to my connections and what they need. And then I make introductions. Now, Brittany said, Tony made a connection for me. I might need to make a connection for her. Or I might need to have her on my show. Because I can see that she really has a heart for helping people. That's how you cultivate relationships after the first meeting. Yeah, I hope y'all took those tips down. I know I was over here and you could not be more right. Our career throbbers know I'm such an advocate for LinkedIn and it's not only for, for business owners. I believe if you are a business owner that's listening in, it doesn't matter what you sell. LinkedIn needs to be a part of your marketing strategy. 
But if you also know that you are a brand, and if you listen to the Career Thrivers podcast, you've heard me talk about that, right? You are the CEO of you. So you also, as the CEO of you, your own personal branding marketing strategy should include LinkedIn. Now, I hear some of you, you're like, well, I have the manager that, you know, is always checking or is asking me, why did you make this post at 10 a.m.? They don't realize you can schedule posts. Listen, if you have those instances, then make sure you stay close to the podcast because we'll be dropping an episode, really digging into LinkedIn. But really that showing up piece online is one of the many ways that you stay memorable in the minds of other people. Yeah. And sending private messages. Sometimes you see one of your connections that you really want to keep, you know, LinkedIn or social media periods, like keep raising your hand. I'm still here. I'm still here. So you can say, you know what? I can just message Brittany and say, I saw your post today. Great post. Thanks for the advice. It keeps my name in front of the person so that when I do pick up the phone and call, it's very, very warm and I don't have to start all over from scratch. But if you meet somebody today and you don't talk to them for a year or two, yeah, you got to remember we met at that conference and no, I don't remember. <laughs> you didn't to stay connected to me. So yeah, let me say it this way too, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets married on the first date and or the first meeting, right? So you've got to cultivate that relationship. If it's a romantic relationship, if they met you one time and you gave them your phone number and he never called you, and then he called you six months from now talking about what's up with that, and you'd be like, who is this? Well, it's the same thing in business. Yes. You've got to have, the other thing is, you got to have a, how can I help you first posture? What are you working on and how can I help? It's the most powerful networking phrase. What are you working on? How can I help? And if you can use that and mean it, then... It will take your business and your career very, very far. Don't be looking out just for you. You got to look out for the person or what, you know, incorporate. What's your KPI? How can I help you reach one of your KPIs? And mean it. But here's the other reason you got to network is so you can have something to help them with. You got to have people, places and things you can help them with. And that's part of the networking as well. It's not just for what you can get, but you're building a, I'm dating myself, you're too young for this, Rolodex of connections that when you ask the question, what are you working on and how can I help? You have people, places, and things to introduce them to. And that is such a powerful question when we talk about you know, this subtopic of cultivating your current network, that includes people that know you. Tony, I think so often people forget about the people that they see every day and the fact that like they're likely only seeing one facet of you. They're likely only seeing one skill set or one competency because they're working with you on one project, not knowing all of the other things that you bring to the business. And so that question becomes a powerful way for you to introduce other competencies even that you have so that people see you in a different light and you can add more value because they recognize that, oh, 
I can actually help you with that. You don't know that I do this, but yeah, this is something that I do for this department or for this side of the business. So that's such a great question. I would also say it's on my mind that you also ask your leader that question. Like as a career professional, you should know the answer to that question for your immediate manager. You should know what their KPIs are. And if you do not know what's important to them, if you do not know what they're working on, that should be the first next question that you ask at your next one-on-one with your leader so that you know how you add value to them. So I want to ask you this question, please add. Well, I was going to ask you a question. Sure. So... But doesn't that look like brown nosing? Now, that's another old school term. But doesn't that look like you are brown nosing, trying to win brownie points with the manager when you do that? What would you well, I appreciate you asking me that question. So absolutely not. It's actually uh, what we say, what we mean when we say add value. So that that V word has become uh, so common in our vernacular that I think we disassociate from what it actually means. So the word value, if I had to define it in one word, just means usefulness. So you say, okay, Brittany, that makes sense. Value means usefulness. Well, if you track with that, then you also would track with the fact that usefulness varies depending on who you're talking to, right? So if you don't know what's useful to me, if you don't understand what's important to me, what I'm working on, what goals I have, what I'm tracking towards, then you aren't able to position your skill set or to even really connect to what I'm doing in a genuine way because you have no idea what matters to me. So the essence of that question is about recognizing what actually would add value so that you're not just doing activity, but you're actually being productive in building a relationship that that person sees as being valuable or sharing in the meeting in a way that that the group actually can take what you said and implement it, you know? So I think that's a, a great uh, way to kind of reset our mindset around that. It's absolutely not brown nosing. It's you becoming more um, emotionally intelligent about how to show up and how to add value and be seen and heard in alignment with, with your skill set. And here's the other thing about that is if you're not doing it, somebody else is. And once again, we're human. So the fact that we are human means that when we like somebody, we open doors and bend over backwards for them. Yeah. Yeah. If you think it's only about your resume and your skill set, then think again. Get over it. You can be mad at the world. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know and who knows you, period. Yep. And so back to Miss Beyonce. Miss Beyonce, when she first started with Destiny's Child, they weren't the best singers. In fact, today, Britain, she's still not the best singer. <laughs> now, hold on. Don't have don't have all the beehive in the comments. I know <laughs> this episode. I know that, okay, but y'all cannot. She is Christina Aguilera can sing her butt off. But marketing, it was marketing and showing up. And yes, she's perfected her craft. She got enough money mm-hmm. to do that now. But she wasn't the best. But she put herself in the right places in front of the right people. Her daddy is a marketing genius and and she's beautiful. Okay, mm-hmm. so all of those, she's attractive. Back to that whole attractive thing. And I'm not talking about necessarily physical beauty, but physical beauty, I'm just keeping it 100. People are attracted to attractive people. Yeah, yeah. That image part it is so important. Everything. 
Yeah, there's a pie that we've talked about on one of the episodes. Make sure you go back and track it. But um, it's actually research that's been done by a management consulting firm about how professionals get promoted inside of corporate organizations. And it's three things, performance, image, and exposure, pie, P-I-E. And most people think that the biggest part of the pie is performance, and it is not. Performance is only 10% of career Dang, advancement. Low. I, Ten. More than I thought. 10%. I should have asked you. Yeah. Usually when I'm on stage, I'll throw the question out there and I'll ask people like which one they think is the most. And everyone hand, everyone's hand will go up on performance because we've been trained to think work hard. No, ma'am, no, sir. Work smart. 90% of career advancement is image and exposure. So that's why personal branding, which is a combination of those two, is one of my f- most favorite topics, but it's because it's directly connected to how you advance inside of an organization, or if you're building your own company, how you grow the business, right? You have to have the image part so that attractiveness matters in terms of how people see you and your perception, but that exposure piece matters too. And you get more exposure as you build relationships, as you're seen, as you're heard, and as you're valued, as you show up, be up and follow up as Miss Tony would say. Well, I didn't have the stats to back it, but you just proved it. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage people to get out of their head. Stop thinking mm-hmm. so much. Get into your heart about how you can serve the people around you, whether you're a business owner or a career professional. And when you do that, doors will fling open for you. Um. And so, yeah. What would you say to the person that's like, okay, Tony, Brittany, I'm listening to this episode. I've got that person on my mind that it has been six months, nine months since the last time that I connected to them, but I want to get to know them. I want to be a part of their network. I want to be top of mind for them. What advice would you share about how to re-engage after it's been a while? Yeah. Um, Again, you can use social media. You can text them. Send them a message and here's the message. Something like, hey, you've been on my mind. I've been thinking about you. It's six months since we had a conversation. Can we, in fact, I had this conversation last night. Someone texted me and says, we need to catch up. I, I believe firmly in the catch up calls. And so we scheduled lunch on the spot. And so she and I have a lunch date next Monday to just catch up. And during the catch up, the question is, what are you working on and how can I help? What are you working on? How can I help? What are you working on? How can I help? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Let's catch up. And what are you working on? How can I help? And then when you catch up, it's not strictly business. So personal, you know, the one who she messaged me last night, I'm going through a divorce head slap right yeah we definitely need to catch up and i may just be a personal ear for her next year even though she's a business i met her networking she's a business friend but it probably will end up being more personal call been there done that Mm -hmm. so i can give her some support I love that. I love that. Well, as we wrap up today, no, this has been I don't want to wrap. I know this has been such a great conversation. Wait, 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 let's back up. Let's back. Sure, up. let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to wrap up. You and I. How did we meet? Let's just tell the story because this is exactly what we're talking about. 
You want to tell this us? Is exactly tell it. it. Yeah. So I met Tony virtually, technically first. So I was sitting in a webinar that she was teaching on the topic of networking at an event. So I was headed for the very first time to the TSP live conference. So TSP stands for Traffic, Sales, and Profit. If you are a Black entrepreneur, there isn't another community like TSP. That's right. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. Like we'll have to have that conversation at another time, but it is truly, <laughs> it is truly one of one. And I feel like I am a, a professional event and, and conference goer <laughs> and um, ne- never been to anything like that in my life. So anyway, I was heading to that. I'd seen it and been tracking for a few years. I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my ticket and go. And so Tony was doing for a subset of the attendees who had VIP tickets, a session on how to make the most of your experience at TSP Live. Now, I just told you, I've been to my fair share of of conferences. Y'all know me. I spent 12 years at Pfizer. None of those 12 years was in sales. And so conferences and meetings are, are part of what we do. So definitely no stranger to those events. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show up. I'm going to get on this webinar and learn about how to make the most of this experience because I've never been to this event before. And she just dropped all these gems just like she's doing today. So we met at the event and I went up to her and I'm like, hey, I heard you. I was on the session. You did an incredible job. She's like, oh, let's schedule a call, which was one of the takeaways. So uh, when when you meet people at events, like don't say, oh, let's get together and I'll reach out to you. Like, no, you got your calendar on your phone. Let's, Let's set up a call. So right there. In between sessions, we set up a call. We had a call. She made an intro for me. I asked her to join the podcast, and here we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's it. We had a date. We had our first date. Yes. Sometimes with networking, especially for the business owners listening, sometimes those first dates suck, and you never want to see that person again. <laughs> it rarely happens, but it will. But then sometimes there's a connection. Yeah. How can I help you? So she said, I have a podcast. My listeners would love this conversation. I said, I know somebody you need to meet and made the connection. And I just feel like, and then we'll do something else together. And then Mm -hmm. something else. And it all started with the intention and getting each other on the calendar. And yes, I LinkedIn stalked her too. Like likewise. I watched your video of you going into a conference, that whole I watched you, girl. Okay, okay, Tony, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You you you've been on LinkedIn. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, we love LinkedIn around here. And if you're listening in and didn't know, make sure you check out my LinkedIn learning course. Thriving Through Career Challenges, whether you are a career professional or not, the course is less than an hour and it's designed to help you thrive through whatever difficulty or disruption you might be facing in your personal or professional life. So, Tony, it has been such a pleasure. How can our listeners stay connected with you? Thank you so much. If you would like to have a one-to-one conversation with me, get to know me, I'm a connector of people. You can go to meet with TonyHarrisTaylor.com. Tony's with an I. Meet with TonyHarrisTaylor.com and then find my LinkedIn profile, Tony Harris Taylor, and send me a private message and let's connect. I am a speaker, intercontinental speaker, and I love coming to um, corporate and business and speaking on the power of making real connections 
um, to help you grow your life and business. Fantastic. And of course, we'll include all of those links in our show notes. And as we wrap up, Tony, this is the Career Thrivers podcast. So you have to tell us what does thriving mean to you? Thriving to me. Wow, that's a great question. And I'm just going to say what popped into my head. And I'm an entrepreneur and have been for a long, long time. So uh, thriving to me is transactions, <laughs> money in the bank. I, being able to buy whatever I want to buy and go where I want to go. I just took my mom to Nairobi. I spoke in Nairobi and I took my mom. That is the definition of thriving for me. So Fantastic. Well, until next time, y'all keep leading and keep thriving. Take care. And that's a wrap on today's episode, Thrivers. Remember, the power to thrive is in your hands. You have the strength, the patience, the passion, and the brilliance to reach for your next level and to seize it. Never forget that you are not alone on this journey. Together, we will learn, grow, and make strides to lead well. I'm Brittany and Cole reminding you to trust your instincts, to honor your strengths, to embrace those opportunities and to own your power. Remember, download the Own Your Power checklist to keep you on track with your growth over at careerthrivers.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Career Thrivers podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. And until next time, as we break boundaries and own our power, let's thrive together. Thank you.